The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Jane Slater. Hello, 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 ladies. We had football on our TVs last night. I had quite a few adult beverages while (laughs) I enjoyed said football. Kelsey is down in Austin for the Texas-Alabama game, and I think we're all hyped up for the Cowboys to open up their season at AT AT&T Stadium. We got some good news from Mike McCarthy. I know that there was a bit of a cleat gate yesterday (laughs) as we talked about Dak Prescott. Uh, Reporters had questions for Mike. Here's what he had to say about Dak's availability and where that ankle's at. I just think, once again, I mean, you know, high caution. We we do it with all the players. There's always exams or, you know, things that go on that, you know, we we react to everything. I think that's just the nature of of the game and uh, so really, you know, I know the importance of Dak in the quarterback position, um, but it's really standard process, you know, standard procedure, excuse me, to go through that anytime a player has an issue. We react to everything too, Mike. And <laughs> yeah. I loved this follow-up question from my guy Todd Archer over at ESPN because we were all thinking about it. The locker room's right there. We could have solved this mystery a lot quicker. Uh, I do not own the Jordan 11s, um, but I'll, I'll just say that, you know, he's going to be a full full participant today. You know, I anticipate it'll be the same tomorrow, so I, I don't I, I don't have any concern about him playing Sunday. All right. So basically, the question there though was, why not just go into the locker room? Yeah. Just go go get a new pair of shoes. But the fact that you know it was that ankle that had been surgically repaired twice was why I think a lot of us were sort of. Some of our spidey senses were going off. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, here we go. The sky is falling. The sky is falling, but it sounds like, it, you know, he's going back to his J1s mm-hmm. and no more 11s on those feet. How did it feel for you guys to hear some of that news today? Aisha, we'll start with you. I mean, I was happy. I, I was obviously happy, but I wasn't super panicky about it anyway. Just being kind of a sneaker person and understanding, like, if you don't break them <laughs> things in, what are you doing? And you could tell with some of the interviews. I had listened to Mike McCarthy's interview with 105.3 The Fan. You could tell that they weren't super panicked about it, but they were like, why would you do that today? Why yeah. would you yeah. do that today? Why would you yeah. do that today? So I do feel better about it, and I, I'm confident he's going to be fine. Yeah, I want to see him play, though. Yeah, I was never really worried about it, mm-hmm. especially hearing Dak's response to you yesterday, <laughs> yes. Jane. I was like, nah, he's fine. I it, I think the tone would have been much different from him if he wasn't, and I think he wouldn't have uh, laughed it off as much as he was if it was a serious thing. Mm-hmm. But so, Kelsey, we've you know. seen him do this yeah, before. That's right. why I was, everybody got PTSD out here. I, I know. It. No, I get it. Kelsey, like, I, I totally literally, we've seen him do this at training camp with the shoulder and so that's why i was but it was that's why i just thought it was interesting you know, it was a great question on your end to ask him but i i think his response and and how he's like but i came back and and i said that i didn't know <laughs> yeah, at the time he, he definitely was like he handled that taking well. accountability he for it and stuff like that but i definitely yeah I'm, I'm happy that uh mike mccarthy said that this morning he went down saw him yeah. that he looked everything looked okay because lord knows we need him well, it was oh. floating around, Kelsey, too, that he might have even had a blister, and we haven't been able to confirm mm. any of that. 
I don't know if you guys have ever, because yeah. I wear ill ill-fitting shoes all yeah. the time. They look cute in the store, and then you wear them 12 hours a game day, and it's yeah. it's rough. Kelsey and I already explained that, you know, I, I, I know we've used the lidocaine. I always take extra Band-Aids on a 14-hour <laughs> workday. It's I, it's hard to play even if you if you happen to have a few blisters on your feet. Uh, yes. Here's yeah. the thing. Coming I'm wearing from a veteran boots today. With boots. Yeah. Well, boots I'm wearing boots today, and these are hurting just walking down to get in here. Yeah. So I, I feel the blisters coming, and Dak, we're right there with you with with the blister situation. And again, I'm, if he has a blister, we yeah, haven't been able to confirm that. Is. So I, I don't want that to be tweeted just, out that yeah, he's ready to that go. he's playing with blisters on his we feet. We don't know. But right. I, 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 I don't know. I guess my biggest concern, though, is this, is if a cleat, Kelsey, is creating some tightness in that ankle, now you're going to put him behind this offensive line in yeah. this Bucks yep. pass rush. That's, I think, what concerns me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, me too. Again, like, like you said, we've seen this happen before. I think Dak has that warrior mindset where, you know, you always hear after the season, you're like, oh, Zeke Elliott was playing with this. This person was <laughs> yeah. playing with that. And it honestly, guys, like it very well could be that, you know, and I think that when you look at, I, I remember talking to Travis Frederick one time and he was telling me, he's like, honestly, going through a week of practice, like, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. Mm. And so I think the mentality of a player when he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a okay, their level of like, I'm good to play. I feel like is different than our level of, you know, when you would consider yourself a hundred percent, right? Like how can you possibly be a hundred percent when you're enduring that type of physicality on the daily? So I, I think there's that factor. I honestly, again, like, you know, I I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Like the fact that he didn't walk into the locker room and get something fixed. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Like that just sits weird with me. I'm going to trust him either way. I trust this training staff. But, um, yeah, if it's blisters, I recommend moleskin. I am currently <laughs> stretching out my boots for tomorrow as we speak on this show. Um, so, listen, like, I don't know. I feel good about his odds, but I am concerned because I feel like every single factor that goes into this game needs to be pretty darn perfect right. for them to be able to, be t- be able to beat Tampa Bay. I also yeah. think that people – I think that just – we're not used to seeing last year was a lot because Dak hasn't really been injured in his career. And then to see, you know, obviously the ankle the year before, and then we have the shoulder. I think, I think and people then the are calf. tracking that. <laughs> yeah. I think people are just on high alert about, you know, QB one, because we understand that without him, there's not a lot to just be super excited about. Well, I, I You're think not that fired a lot up of for Cooper are, Rush. Listen, oh. don't play with me. Don't play with me. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You too, saw though. what he did in Minnesota, Aisha. Spare me. Yeah, and there's the not, not even just being a Cowboys fan growing up and and watching them you're kind of trained to be a little worried when your quarterback gets injured that's just a conditioning thing i I just feel like you go back to the tony romo era and you were just every every hit he got you were kind of just clinching to your seat hoping it was okay and so uh, i think after the ankle injury specifically for dak it kind of brought back that oh man that that really took nothing for him to get that uh, large of an injury and so now we're kind of back to the the OG days of oh please protect Dak please surround him with the greatest O-line you can ever ever not. have and, and, and it's not <laughs> but and I don't so, want to play scared though a- again and, and that's the thing is 
we know the circumstances going in with the O-line. We know what Dak has and what he does not have when it comes to this offensive line. And I think that is exactly why I created the hysteria yesterday was because we've all been following this O-line situation with Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith going down since it all happened. And I think that had that not had uh, a a factor. And I think if that hadn't played out like that, it wouldn't have been blown up as much as it was Mm -hmm. yesterday. It still would have been blown up, just not to that extent that the sky is falling. uh, The world is ending kind of thing. Because my concern is, is if, if he's, if that ankle is giving him any problems, he's likely going to be running around scrambling. Uh, He's going to be pretty mobile on Sunday, given what he's got with the offensive line and the pass rush. And so, you know, to your point, Kelsey, I think we're sort of looking at all these factors really need to line up for the Cowboys in order to have the chance of a win against a guy like Tom Brady. But, I mean, we'll get into it here in a little bit. The Bucks aren't at full strength. And so let me just go, (laughs) let me go through the injury report that just came out. Uh, So for the Cowboys side, Michael Gallup has been ruled out. That is not a shock at all. J. Ron Curse this week had a shoulder issue. Uh, we were seeing some of that in practice, and he is listed as questionable now. He did not practice uh, on Friday, so that's going to be something to keep an eye on. But when we're talking about the Bucks, Chris Godwin is still dealing with this knee situation of his. Yeah. And then Russell Gage, he's got the hamstring. They're both considered questionable heading into this game. And then when we were talking about the off the offensive line for the Bucks. Their interior is either lacking experience or their new faces because they have yep. retirement, injury, and free agency affect their offensive line. And as I explained yesterday, Dak has not gotten a lot of time behind this offensive line. And then when you talk about the receiving core that they had last year heading into week one, he had Antonio Brown. He had, you know, obviously Mike Evans. Uh, so, and that you don't have Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski has been a bit of a blanket mm-hmm. for. Uh, a movie. Yeah. So when you look at, let's see, in week one of 2022, this was the receiver stats by yards. Antonio Brown, 121 yards. Not going to have that this year. Chris Godwin, 105 yards. He's questionable. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski at 90. You don't have him this week. So something to keep an eye on. You know, we're sitting here because it's Tom Brady, but I've been covering games where when Tom Brady is expected to do a lot, He struggles a bit. And a shout-out to our boy Patrick Walker, uh, who's now in the building. He had some really, really great nuggets uh, that I wanted to highlight. I love that he's always getting into the science, so shout-out to our boy. Yes, Uh, the scientist. But he had some interesting nuggets about just Tom Brady on the road and in domes. So this was was some good good stuff here. He said... I, I did not almost say the four-letter word there. No, you did not. We didn't I had a, thing. I had a little uh, cough in my throat as I'm finding <laughs> <laughs> the tweet here. They're like, wait, we need the dump button for her. Um, where is it? All right. First week. I actually love that you're looking this up, though, because um, this reminds me. I feel like it was like Peyton Manning or someone when he would play. They were like, he can't play in cold weather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, they're, like I was like, how are we even thinking about this? I love that so much, though. But, yeah. like, that's the thing that people look at with quarterbacks. I really think it was Peyton Manning. Like, they were like, he can't play outside. Like, he can he can only play indoors really well. Like, he cannot play outside. And, obviously, goes to Denver and wins a championship. But, like, who, what do we know? <laughs> well, I've got, I've got some answers for you, Kelsey, via Patrick Walker. Uh, 45% of the games that Tom Brady has lost have been on the road. Hmm. 
46% of the games that he's lost have been inside domes. So I thought that was interesting. And also primetime. 45% of the games that he's lost have been in primetime. So just something to keep an eye on. I'm like, shout out to Patrick Walker. But if you're looking for this ray of sunshine, a sliver of hope, I just think those are some things that we should highlight as we talk about this team and some of the deficiencies that Tom Brady's actually dealing with outside of the stuff that he's been dealing with off the field, Aisha. Yeah, um, so... You mentioned Jaron Curse, and that's actually one of the matchups that I've really been looking at. Is our um, well, the Cowboys, the Cowboys uh, linebackers and their linebackers in coverage, dropping in coverage, dealing with in their tight ends and the Bucks tight ends. I think that when you look at Tom Brady, I looked at some of his tape last year. You know, they're gonna, they attack the middle of the field a lot, especially when you're trying to just get intermediate intermediate passing because you're just trying to get the ball out quickly, like he's doing. Um, so I expect for him to be trying to attack a lot of the middle of the field. So our the, the safeties, the Cowboys safeties, and the linebackers got to come to play. So hearing that news about Jaron Curse is a little not fun to me, but obviously we do have. Mar- there is a Marquise Bell that's in the wings that's been working really hard to, to get in here and hopefully step in in that, that role if necessary. I like the Cowboys' secondary chance, secondary's chances against the Bucks' receiver core. And I say that because when you look at Trayvon Diggs and you look at Anthony Brown, um, really the guys that give them trouble are speedy, shifty guys. But there's been a lot of talk about the size on the Bucks' receiver core and how much bigger they are than, than the gentlemen that play for the Cowboys. And you look at that, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, they're going to be able to just catch balls. Over. No, one thing that the Cowboys do very well is play man. They play press. So I'm hoping to see a lot of bump and run, like get them off their mark, make sure like concentration stuff, concentration drops because we're getting the Cowboys are getting them off their game um, at the line of scrimmage. Hopefully some coverage sacks, hopefully some coverage sacks. I mean, because Tom Brady is going to be trying to get the ball out. And if if the defensive line cannot get to them, that secondary holds up, makes him do another read. That, that, that could be a sack for a Micah, for a Osa, for a Neville, whoever though that, that is. So I'm really also looking at these DTs. The Cowboys drafted pretty defensively heavy last year. You could tell that um, Dan Quinn has a reputation. Also, um, credit to Coach D. I can't say his name. I don't want to ruin it. The defensive line. Made dirty. Dirty, yes. Uh, Coach Dirty. Um, credit to them. You could tell they had a plan for stopping the run. And we've been talking about this after that Rams game. A couple years ago, um, where we well, they did a good job of shutting down the run last year too. If you look back at that Bucks game, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The Bucks didn't have a lot of success, and, and and the Bucks aren't a team that's just coming out to try to run the ball downhill at you. That's not what they are, and that's not what they were last year for the most part. And when they tried to do that, they didn't see a lot of success there in the run game. So, I'm definitely looking at the DTs in this game. I think this is such a prove it prove it season for so many players you're looking at Dalton Schultz going into going into you know he's on that franchise tag right now we have there's guys on this team that are trying to make a statement and show who they are J. Ron Curse we talked about can you do it again was last year a fluke the defense as a whole like was this a fluke is this Kamate Turpin coming in from the U.S. like he's trying to prove what they're so I, I feel like there's a lot of edge in this locker room and what they want to do so I think the defense has uh, the opportunity to have like a bill showing I, I do well when you look at last year because I do think defense is going to be key here just and, and I and I also think we talked about this special teams was such a factor mm-hmm. last year in this matchup if you look at it defense in year one with Dan Quinn and think how much better they got as the season went on 
in third down efficiency, Bucks were only five of eleven. And when we look at some of, let's see, their rushing attempts, they had fourteen rushing attempts. They were only averaging three point seven uh, yards per rush, and they only had fifty two yards rushing, which was about the same when you look at the Cowboys. They weren't too far yeah. off with so what they were doing defensively mm-hmm. to the Cowboys the Cowboys were also doing that back defensively to the Bucks, and so I think you can expect a, a very similar game yes I just mm-hmm. I think my my biggest question for Dallas because I do think they're going to shut down the run is how much trust do you have in this receiving this young receiving core mm. who has not had a lot of experience finding the end zone. Yeah. So I think that's going to be that's going to be something to keep an eye on heading into this one. Yeah, definitely. And so, uh, you know, hearing, I, I think, a lot of the press conferences and, and the players in the locker room from the Bucks side of things, mm. they're aware of, one, both the strengths that we have within the defense, and two, uh, a weakness, if you will, with the younger team. However, the thing is, is, like you said, it, it would be much different if they didn't have things to prove. Because even some of the veterans, Dalton Schultz, exactly right on the money with that franchise tag. I'm so glad you brought that up, Aisha, because there's a lot of people that have to prove a lot of things, right? Uh, Micah Parsons even, and and we know he's going to step up and do it. But, hey, was this just first-year luck, or are you going to take that second-year leap That's like everybody lot. likes to talk about as well, right? So um, I, I think it's always interesting because I've honed in on Tom Brady this week. I want to see what he's saying. I want to I want to get a feel for, you know, his mentality and where mm-hmm. he is mentally right now. And, you know, we, we touched base on this yesterday, but even the press conference he had this morning, something's up with him. And well, and it doesn't it doesn't seem um, it doesn't seem like mentally he is like he normally is. And we'll get into that a little bit later from Tails on the other side. But yeah, and let's do that on, on other the other stuff. side. Let's go ahead and take a break, Kelsey. Yep. I know we've got you down there. I, I want to get you to weigh in um, as you join us here on the phone. But let's get into some of, for those of you who have not been keeping your ears and your eyes open as to what's going on in the Buck side, we'll give you some tales from, from, from the other side, the tales of the tape, uh, when we come back on the other side of the break. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Lil Sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Lil Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper is on its way. So sweet! 
week. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jane Slater of the NFL Network, joined by Aisha Morrison, Jess Navarez, and we've got Kelsey Charles on the phone from Austin as she works the Texas-Alabama game. Uh, Look, as I was saying before the break, a lot of Cowboy fans don't have the time nor the interest, I I would imagine, in some cases, or the inclination to sort of check what's going on in Tampa Bay. But it is important as it relates to the game. We've been talking a lot about Tom Brady's mindset. And you were listening into some of the press conferences and, and pulled some interesting sound for us, Jess. Yeah, hey, so here's the thing. Um, I've I, Like I mentioned earlier, I'm honing in on Tom Brady because of everything going on. I really want to see where his head is, if, if you can. It, it's kind of hard to read. I feel like he does have a good poker face, but... Today's press conference just seemed a little off, if you will. So let's start about what let's start with what he did say the Cowboys' strengths were. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and have our amazing producer Jasmine. Uh, she's going to go ahead and roll that clip for us. They they rush the passer. I think they have a good scheme. They mix things up quite a bit. We're playing them at home. They've got a very good offense. So they're a tough team to beat. And um, you know it's going to be a big challenge for the opener. So Tom Brady went on to mention again, this is the third time this week I've heard him mention these names, Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons. That tells me those are fresh in his mind to the two people he's going to be honed in on trying to avoid, really. Um, So we heard that. But the most interesting thing that I think jumped out to me about Tom Brady and his press conference today was uh, we talked about this, I believe, yesterday with Micah Parsons' comments about uh, Tom Brady likes to step on people's throats like a roach, right? And and that's funny. It's it's all in good spirit. It's all in good fun. Speaking about his level of competition. Yes. Correct. And, and, um, you know, Micah Parsons likes to have fun with it. And usually I, I feel like Tom Brady does, too. I feel like Tom Brady takes those kind of comments. He laughs about it. He says something else. And it's it's one of those moments that when you're watching, it's it's fun to listen to. And it, you know, adds to the camaraderie. But I want you to take a listen to what Tom's response was when reporters asked him about Micah's comment. Oh, man, that's interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I just try to go win. So at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to hurt anyone, just trying to go out there and do my job as best I can. But I'm going out there with a lot of good players. That's the best part for me as a competitor. I just yeah, he's find just not having odd. a lot of fun right now. I just find it like you're forcing somebody to laugh at something, right? Like, yeah, oh, ha, ha, you, you, that's you cannot so funny. tell me something's not wrong with him. Like, what sorry, are you hearing? Because I know you've uh, you and I both have reporter friends that are covering it yeah. uh, in the market. We have Brianna yeah. Dix, who used to work for the Cowboys. Uh, yep. She's down there. I've got Jenna Lane, Sarah Walsh. And I've I've sort of been touching base with them, and I, I brought up some of the comments that he looks skinnier. There's something definitely off. What are you hearing, Kelsey? Yeah, so actually I had a conversation with one of my girlfriends this morning, um, Carmen Vitelli with Fox Sports, and she actually was the beat writer, reporter for the team for several years. She's super tight with a lot of those guys, especially on the O-line. Um, and she was telling me, she's like, listen, they definitely are acknowledging something's off, but absolutely no one is concerned. She was like, I, she literally talked to Todd Bowles herself, and he was like, 
The man's been in the league for how many years? He's won how many Super Bowls? And he's been to how many more? If he needs 11 days off for a personal reason, like, I'm going to give it to him. So, at least they're portraying that they're not concerned. The one thing that I did love, though, is that when she was talking to the O-line, because, again, we've, we've made a lot of emphasis on this this week, and I think rightfully so, mm-hmm. but she told me that they literally t- said, we can go be aggressive, and we can actually be way more competent in our roles because we trust that if something starts to fall apart and we slip up, like, he's going to get away and he'll be fine. Like, that's – they. I feel like he really is the epitome of a quarterback – that makes the team around him better. And despite what is very obviously going on with Tom, whatever it may be, people are just chalking it up to like, hey, he needs a minute. We still 100% feel good about this weekend. We have a lot of confidence in this game, and we're not worried. Uh, So that's really one of the big things that I've heard. Like Tampa Bay feels pretty good about this weekend. Yeah, and I I just think it's interesting to – even hear his tone of voice right like we didn't see video and I was watching video he just he kind of looked he kind of paused <laughs> half smirked and was like eh. anyway it just feels like he especially yeah. in the press conferences he'd rather be anywhere but there yeah yes. there used to be sort of a joy about yeah. everything that went into football with him right mm-hmm. like even his Instagram feels forced like he's clearly yeah. got these ads that he has to roll out for his various businesses and even they feel forced right now uh Again, maybe I'm reading into it. It's just I've covered Tom and, you know, when he's obviously played in Tampa, I covered 31 other teams besides the Cowboys. And it just feels a little different. And, you know, at full strength last year, the Cowboys did a real – I mean, I was at the game. It was electric, guys. The way the Cowboys went out and played that one, they were considered huge underdogs. No one knew what to, knew what to expect from uh, – Obviously, Dak Prescott coming out from the injury, and they almost had that game. And, I mean, they almost did. You know, Todd uh, Bowles actually went on. I was listening to his presser this morning as well, and uh, he talked about what was the biggest takeaway from last year's game. And he said that this year they need to work on not having 11 penalties and four ton- turnovers for this game like they did last year. So I thought that was really interesting, too, because I don't think anybody expected the Cowboys to play like they did. I don't think we knew what to expect from Dak going into that game. First and foremost, he was coming off of the injury. We had no idea what we were going to see. And the fact that they almost came away with the win was was huge. Many, and, and you know what? The Cowboys played a fairly error-free game. I mean, when you look at the penalties, let's see. They were... Uh, Their me... biggest penalties came on the drive where they needed to go score. And they had... It was, it was right before they gave the ball back to Tom Brady. They had the opportunity to go score. Mm. They had two holds. Yeah. They had eight penalties for 55 yards. When you look at the Bucks. They had 11 penalties for 106 yards in this game. That's the that's the other thing we haven't really addressed this week is the importance of the Cowboys playing fairly disciplined football Bingo. because it's the penalties that get them in trouble, yes. uh, especially in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's something that they've really got to keep an eye on. Uh, and and one of the knocks I think on Mike McCarthy and the staff is how disciplined are these guys within the context of the game. And I think when you look at this offensive line and the youth Mm -hmm. and some of the inexperience, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be an issue. Well, and that's why I think that going into, we haven't really talked about penalties. I mean, the importance of special teams in this game, Mm -hmm. I think changes things. I, it's so crazy. If you go back and start looking at how many times the Cowboys would score on drives, but they were going 70, Mm -hmm. 80 yards, not having a returner is such a, 
played such a role and I think this offense's lack of success in in spaces and with hoping to get we're hoping to get you know returns and some some good field position from Turpin does, I really feel does Cavante take one of the house ladies yes you I think? think so I'm telling Speak you it I, into so. I could Let's see go. them I could see first play of the game last year they came out big play with Amari Cooper just right out the gate deep into yep. deep in your end zone I think Turpin is a we need a big play right now and actually and, yeah with that um I'm looking at some of the game notes here with a kickoff return for a touchdown Cavante Turpin would be the first player in team history to return a kickoff for a touchdown in the season opener so I would like to see that happen for him um I I just think especially I think now when you don't have a ton of tape on him like if it's gonna happen I think it's gonna happen right. earlier in the season yep and also the Bucks have a rookie punter so that yep. is something to look at because great they point. do have to you really would you point. would expect for them to be trying to plan to try to kick away from him, but what if you now listen? I, I know TP is everybody wants him to be you know RB one, but what if you don't give them a choice but to give it to one of their best guys, or they have to kick it? He has to be booting that thing and getting a touchback. It is going to be a lot of pressure for kickers um, if Cavante Turpin comes out and starts showing what he can do. He's already put it on display, but let him rip something in the season. Listen, this is going to be touchback, 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 touchback. Yeah. People are going to be terrified. Yeah. I actually think that, like, special teams, though, I th- I'm glad you guys brought that up. because yes. It's going to be major for us. Because, again, penalties, we haven't talked a lot about that. This team has struggled mightily. <laughs> I think they led the league last yep. year in penalties. Yeah, I mean, it's did. like we're winning all the wrong awards, right? And so <laughs> you know, this year they started off, and it didn't look amazing. So hopefully they can really lock that down. But – Another guy who, Jane, I know you've covered on multiple teams who I think is going to have to make an impact this weekend is Brett Maher. I yes. mean, this this has been an issue for this team for a minute. I like to joke a lot about it on Twitter. It's become a little bit of my shtick. But genuinely, that has to be locked down this yep. game because especially when you're playing a Tom Brady, there might be chances where as much as we don't want it, you do have to settle for the field goal because their defense is showing up like mm-hmm. you, you might have to and you gotta know that you can get those points on the board because again when you're facing a quarterback on the other side as good as our defense is you know anytime you give him even if it is limited he's going to maximize it so every point counts this upcoming weekend mm-hmm. every point point. And, well, and I love that he, you know listening to him it all it took was him going to New Orleans and learning a few things and he's changed it's just what is it what is it they say that even in dating it's like don't show me tell or don't tell me show me yeah that's, <laughs> that's where i'm at with brett if, if your words another, match your action it's right. another person that's prove it show right. me this is a this is a show me year and just as so a reminder the cowboys had 127 penalties last season for Jesus. that cost them 1103 total yards that's uh, wild within that's one season that's so, so wild. just the reminder oh, there that if um, if that's not a wake up call for every single person within the Cowboys, hey, first thing I want to see addressed is that I don't want to see penalties. I want to see a penalty free game. That's my, only you know that's that's a concern. No, is the there's only one word for that, and it's unacceptable. Yeah. it literally can't happen. And especially when you have guys in this team that are that are rookies and that are newer. Again, whenever we talk to Duke Mannyweather. He always talks about fundamentals, Mm -hmm. right? And going back to the basics, like you don't have to have the longest arms or have to be the biggest guy. You play to your strengths, but you have to play a clean game. Mm -hmm. That is going to be paramount. Again, like I said it earlier, 
this team has to check almost every box to be able to show up against Tampa Bay. Well, when we come back on the other side of the break, I do want to ask each one of you what you're most confident in and least confident in as we head into this game against the Bucks on Sunday. But before I let you go, the boys, the boys, the Girls Talk Boys Talk show is sponsored by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the Cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Welcome back to Girls Talk, a Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Jane Slater, joined by Isha Morrison, Jess Navarez. No, no, there is. And <laughs> Kelsey right. Charles, who is joining us from Austin. It's Friday. All it right, is. guys, heading. It is Friday. It's it feels it's more like a Monday. Like a long week and not a long week because it's been a short week. Yeah. But man, we're back into um, the yeah. grind. I've got basically a 19 hour day on Sunday to look forward <laughs> to with the NFL. Wear comfortable show. shoes. Exactly. If we learned anything this week. It's Listen, I could have shoes. told Zach that. I'm a pro <laughs> when it comes to. I pack literally a pair of flip flops. When I go to the stadium, because it is such a long day and there's so much walking. Yeah. Uh, but before we went into the break, I asked you guys, what are you most confident in and least confident? I wanted you guys to sort of stew on that, marinate that, marinate on that as we headed into the break. Aisha, I'll start with you. What are you most confident heading into this game and least confident in? I'm most confident in whatever defensive game plan that Dan Quinn has. It's I, I'm most confident in what adjustments he's going to make because I think that that's something I saw him do pretty well last year is second-half adjustments with the defense. So I have faith that he will be able to adjust to there not being a whole bunch of tape on the Bucks at the begin. It's the beginning of the season, you know, not knowing what to expect. What I don't have faith 
in, I suppose. Lay it on us. That's hard. What do I not have faith in? Tater tots. I mean, if you need help, I can give it. Yeah, Kelsey's like, I'm ready to jump in. Let's go. Yeah, throw it out there because I'm struggling. I mean, honestly, I'm with you. This defense, I'm I'm really excited for them. And, again, it's such a breath of fresh air because it feels like I remember the days of literally bringing in guys off the street where you're, like, rotating the bottom fourth of the barrel and getting guys who own smoothie shops, right, <laughs> who are, are starting on plugging them in on your, on your starting line. So I, I go from that to where we are now. And talking to some folks in the building, I mean, they're like, listen, you're going to have to watch this defense. They're going to be good, and everyone knows they're going to be good. But I don't think y'all realize how good they're going to be. So I really hope that does come to fruition. So, yes, I'm with you on that. Micah Parsons specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. if he was that dynamic in his first year, I really genuinely believe he can only go up from here. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to see his growth. But I will tell you, I know that everyone wants me to buy into this O-line. Mm-hmm. I know that Tyler Smith has potential. I know that Zach Martin can be that veteran presence. Mm-hmm. And I have trust in Dak, but I don't feel confident about the time or space that they're going to give him. I don't feel confident about the pocket not collapsing on him. And honestly, think about it. Such a traumatic injury that he's gone through. How can you possibly 100% mentally overcome that and not, you know, maybe, I don't know, make some errors. Especially when you're having a little tightness in that that ankle this week. I think that's going to play in. I do, too. So that's where I'm at, and I just – I'm sorry, like I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but like that's where my head's at. Yeah, I I think um, I'm most confident in the amount of pressure that the defense is going to be able to put on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think anybody who's not confident in the defense at this point just isn't paying attention. I think <laughs> they are not paying enough attention to the Cowboys or they're not Cowboys fans or in this area, right? So um, I think the amount of pressure specifically that they are going to be able to put on Tom Brady in general, but early in the game. And we've talked about this all week, how key it is to get that done early, establish that that's what we're doing and you know let the dominoes fall where they may at that point whether it be interceptions and sacks and all of that that come with that I'm very confident in the amount of pressure that uh you know you have your Micah Parsons you have your D-Laws that can really lay on Tom Brady early on I think something I'm not confident in we just spoke about it that's the penalties how can I not have trust issues with the Cowboys Mm -hmm. with 127 (laughs) penalties in one season um and you know I I know preseason we don't we didn't see any of the starters at all preseason however we still saw a good amount of penalties in preseason so that added to my trust issues with the Cowboys so now I I'm a little set back in in hoping that those penalties aren't going to cost us a game because I think they have before I think if they don't uh if they allow this to continue they will this season and and I I really hope the discipline side of things with those penalties are corrected and I understand we're playing with rookies that's why I am so nervous about it is because we're playing with new guys here who are inevitably going to get some of those penalties because they're new. It is their first season. It's their first regular season game. Um, but I think the penalties is what I have the most confidence in going forward because the most I have, confidence that they will be heavily penalized. Uh, no, no. Like I, have, I have the confidence <laughs> that we're going it. to see it. And, and <laughs> unfortunately, I, you're not, you're you not, know, not wrong. I'm, I'm just trying to be honest with y'all. I don't want, I don't 
don't want to see Cowboys fans on Twitter. <laughs> oh, we're seeing penalties again. Are we surprised? It's Are we shocked? Taxes. Oh my goodness. I uh, trust me. I don't want to see them, mm. but do I think it's inevitable, especially for this first game? Yes, I do. And I think this is the team, the Bucks are the team you cannot have the penalties with because that is going to cost you the game last 2 minutes with Tom Brady being Tom Brady. That that if it was if it was not Tom Brady, I wouldn't be so worried about it, but he always finds a way to come back. And again, we know how I feel about uh, the amount of trauma Tom Brady has inflicted on <laughs> yeah. me as a Cowboys fan growing up uh, with a very heavy, heavy following Cowboys family that cusses, screams at the TV anytime that happens. So guys, I don't want to do I just that heard again. some like major fool me once, shame on me, fool, or fool me yeah. once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on Trust me. Trust issues. coming from you right now. Like, Major. My I'm friend. sorry. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer here either, Kels, but <laughs> the penalties worry me overall. What are you thinking, Jane? I think the the receiver that I'm most confident in is Dalton Schultz. Sure. I think it's a big prove it year for him. I think he's frustrated. He, get, he didn't get the long term deal, and whether it's here with Dallas or whether it's somewhere else, I think he wants to show his ability to go out and garner the type of contract that he didn't get. So I think we've already seen that connection. There was a reason why they franchise tagged him. It's because he was a bit of a security blanket uh, for the Cowboys. And I anticipate that he's going to have a big game on Sunday. So that's who I have the most confident. The person I have the least confidence in is Kellen Moore and his ability to stick to the run. I think that they're going to struggle with the run early. And then I think they're going to move away from it again, the way that they did last year. And I get it. Like I said, we've already gone through the stats with the, you know, the loaded box and, what they typically show them uh, defensively. But I just, they keep telling me they've got all these plays in the book for Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Again, don't tell me, show me. Mm-hmm. I have the least confidence in their commitment to the run and sticking with the run if it starts to, if they start feeling challenged early in the game. And and that's something we've seen over and over again, uh, even just on the outside. I think uh, when you see that the run's not working and when they can't find that hole, then Dak gets heavily into the pass game. You're going to see long targets to people like Dalton Schultz, uh, to the CDs. You know, last season we saw it a lot to Amari. But um, I think Noah Brown could have a big game here on this one, too. I would love to There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that talking about the run game, um, if you're going to attack Tampa, we want to – you want to avoid Vita Vea and the middle of that Hicks. You want to avoid the middle of that defense, it sounds like. Attacking the edges and going at their edges to me is going to be their your best your best you know chance. And the Cowboys, the very few times they did against the Bucks last year, TP was able to capture that edge. So I'm one of the things that you're talking about, Jane, is the run schemes. How are they running the ball? Are are we doing quick outs, bubble screens? What's what are you Don't doing? Don't show me to a jet sweep. Tater tots. What are you? <laughs> what are you? How how uh-huh. are they designing the runs? Because if you're designing runs just straight up the middle, just trying right. to do power on power, that's not going to work with with the middle of this defense. Go at their edges, make their make their secondary come up and have to tackle. Try to get those linebackers out your way and try, and try to get to the second level. It's easier said than done, but Jake Ferguson, who Mike McCarthy Show spoke. Show me your two tight end set. Well, Mike, Show Mike McCarthy me. spoke highly Bo of, highly of uh, Jake Ferguson <laughs> and what they expected of him coming out the draft and what he's shown, especially as a blocker now. Um, so, those, yeah, the tight ends going to have to come play. They're going to have to get off blocks and catch some balls. I'm glad you mentioned Vita Vea because he also did a press conference this morning and uh, it was it was funny because they asked him, well, what has changed from the defense this year to, or this year from last year? And he said, nothing, 
nothing's yeah. changed. And and then the reporter goes, well, what about this guy and this guy and this guy? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> Like, sir, I mean, what? that's how he should. But that's he's how, confident. That's how answer, but he's right. he's confident and he knows. And so somebody he also spoke about a lot was Zach Martin mm. and how key Zach Martin is for the O line. Um, you know, so he he talked very highly of him, saying that a player that doesn't have that you know those amount of penalties and is a, it's a good challenge for him to go against and it's a good challenge for the the defense overall to play somebody like yeah, Zach because they didn't play he didn't play last year exactly. And, and no, and I loved the fun fact that Mike McCarthy threw out. Uh, this week he said he was told walking into one of the press conferences that Zach Martin has more Pro Bowls than he has penalties and that's what you love to see and that's actually kind of crazy when you consider how long he's played that he has more Pro Bowls than penalties all right we are getting ready to wrap the show up one of my favorite segments is past interference. Got you. Give me a nugget. All right. So because we are almost into game day, I wanted to make this a little positive for Cowboys Nation that's listening. So I just wanted to throw it way back to the first time these two teams actually met. Dallas hosted Tampa Bay on October 2nd, 1977 and won 23 to 7. And this was in front of 55,316 fans at, here's a throwback, Texas Stadium. Uh they started this with a six-game win streak against the Bucks that would last until 1990. So let's hope this is the first of our six-game win streak. And, and by we, of course, I mean the Cowboys. Let's hope this is the Cowboys' six-game win streak against the Bucks. We're going to start it. We're going to see it. And uh, right now, the we're going to Tom Brady. Because right now, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady has a dubious one of 6-0 and against the Cowboys. <laughs> All right, give me a tweet of the day that you loved. All right, so tweet. this is a tweet from yesterday. This is from the Mina Kimes. She said, pretty unfair the Bills have a QB who's an actual Buffalo. I know you're like, what does that have to do with the Cowboys? Boys. And I'll tell you, watching Josh Allen stretch that ball across that goal line yesterday just made me think, like, man, my QB used to do stuff like that. My QB used to flip over guys going into the end zone. My Because he was young and he wasn't a franchise guy. Yeah, my QB They won't let him do that anymore. And, 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 no and, kidding. And this Especially is something with the bionic ankle. And this is something we've talked about. I am a firm believer that a lot of Dak's running ability is why he is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. And I understand that the injury happened. This is a year removed. We, you give grace when a player is recovering from something that traumatic. Mm-hmm. I understand the coaching staff pulling back, telling him to be careful, and then the calf, all that stuff. But seeing Josh Allen navigate, knowing when to use his legs and make defenses pay – is something that Dak had the ability to do, and I think he still has the ability to do, but you could tell last year that defense is new. They knew he was not going to take it. And I'm I want him to come out this game and see opportunity. You know, you know, if you have with the ankle thing and stuff. Be smart. <laughs> yeah, I want him to take those opportunities just like Josh Allen, because eventually Someone's they're going to have to respect it. There's respect that comes on the other side of the ball. There's an honor of, okay, this guy has the legs to move. And I just felt like on film last year, people were daring, daring us to. Okay, dare me this year. Get it done. Get it done, Dak. Make them pay. Make them pay. We seen stiff arms too. I'm I'm ready. Like I understand God, we're that cautious. That was so fire though. Yeah. Yes. Josh Allen. Yes. That was such a great game, and it got me so excited for football this weekend. Uh, it was exciting to do this show with you guys this yes. weekend. For those yep. of you that have continued to tune in, 
um, each day as our following has continued to grow. Thank you for that. We appreciate you. Very much. And on Monday, of course, we will break down this game, and hopefully we are talking about a Cowboys W. Let's go. Yeehaw. Let's go, Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?